so it was high school graduation night for the for the class of I won't say um, because half the room would think you're really old and the other half would think God I'm not gonna sit listening to a baby um, it was years ago it was high school graduation night and uh, we graduated at the local college uh, uh, gymnasium it, you know set five thousand people or whatever and class of uh, states for a high and there were like 290 of us I think to graduate uh, and, um, and, a- and afterwards uh, a-, a bunch of a bunch of my friends got together we went to Angela's house you might find her on Facebook uh, so I'm not going to tell you her last name we went to Angela's house and um, uh, it's worth saying that Angela really liked me okay it, can I say that Angela really liked me we had actually gone out earlier, and um, she still really liked me. I didn't like her back so much, um, in part because her stepmom was like the hardest, meanest teacher at the high school, and, um, and I was just scared, like I'd have to see her when, um, when I went to pick up Angela, and, um, and so I don't think I've talked to Angela in like 20-something years, uh, but, but there we are at the, at the party after high school graduation, Right? And we're all sitting around, and we've done something, right? Everybody, you, can you remember that night? Can you remember that night? You're, you're sitting around, and you've done something. And you're with your friends, and, uh, and you're reflecting. I, I went home early <laughs> from the party, and uh, I, think I, was, I think I was probably in bed, I don't know, by 11 or 11.30. My, uh, my best friend, um, uh, Joe, Joe Guy, uh, my best friend, um, he actually stayed and then went from there to a local college bar. And, uh, and he, was, he was telling me this the next day. And, uh, and I'm like, wow. And he goes, you know what? You made the right choice. He said, because I went out, the, the name of the bar in Statesboro was Thursdays. Um, and it was the place to be on Thursday or on high school graduation night, apparently. And he said, you know, the, the thing I learned this night, uh, he's telling me this the next day is that a lot of the people I thought I knew do stuff I didn't know that they did. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And he goes, yeah, you made the right, you made the right choice. And, and, as I, and as I think back, as I think back to graduation so many years ago, and, and sitting there thinking that, that I knew so much because, because we had gotten a piece of paper, I realized all that I didn't know. And, and if I could say in a sentence to a high school graduate or a or, or graduate of any level, whether it be, you know, one grade from school to the next or one stepping stone or place of transition, if I could say something that I desperately wish I would have known then, it's this. That who matters as much as what? Every, uh, every, every graduate in the room right now wearing their, their regalia uh, will have already been asked 20 times, what are you doing next? Right? right? And, 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 and if you think that's a lot, you hadn't even gotten to, high, you hadn't even gotten to your graduation night. I mean, you're going to be asked another 120 times, so what are you doing next? So what are you doing next? So what's next for you? So what does the future hold? What are you doing next? What, 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 what? The truth is we are asked so frequently in these important transitions of life, what 
the question is what, what, what? That, that if you don't watch out, you lose out on the question of who. Because who matters as much as what? Jesus, Jesus said this. He said in Matthew 7.20, Therefore you will know them by their fruit. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? He, sa- he says in another place, uh, my, this is John 15.8, My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit. And in this way, prove that you are my disciples. Repeatedly in the scriptures, the, uh, the, the, the agrarian images of fruit and trees are used to teach. And, and I believe what they're teaching us is that there is the what that is produced, but it's produced because of the who. Think, think about it. Think about it. You, you, you've never been up. You've, you've never walked up to an apple tree and plucked up pear off. The what being produced by the tree is determined by the who. Because who matters as much as what? If, if I could tell my younger self, for all the times you're going to be asked, for all the times you're going to be asked about the what, Focus on the who. Now, now listen, the what matters. Let me say that before I move on. The what matters. Because in the short run, we are measured, we are judged by the what, right? So, so out on the base, I mean, the, the reports they're filling out on you, your supervisors, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're judging you by the what. What have you done? What have you performed on? How have you delivered, right? I mean, they're, they're, you're being judged. We're all being judged in the short run on the what, but we're known and remembered by the who. I, I like the way this, uh, this, this guy, he's, he's made a bunch of videos and, and people have followed him. I like the way he says it. It's, it's that we're to start with the end in mind, right? At the end of everything, the content of what people say about us should have at least as much of the who as it does the what. We've been talking about the wisdom that, 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 that fills the scriptures. And I believe it would have been, I would have believed it would have been really, really the idea that Jesus is passing on to these young men and women who would become the church that, that, that has made its way to Bonaire today. And, and I believe that same wisdom is applicable to young people as they move through life because, because who matters as much as when? Put another way, as, as what? Put another way, character. Character matters. If you recognize that voice, you're welcome. Okay, good. <laughs> we were all thinking it, I just... Turn in your Bibles with me. Proverbs chapter 3. This collection of wisdom. This, uh, this, this gathering of the truths of how the world has been made. 
And it's, and it's fascinating to see that marks of character undergird all of the instructions on what to do. I've, I've, picked out, I've picked out seven verses just from Proverbs 3. It says in Proverbs 3, 3, Don't let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Bind them on your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Because, because the mark of one who honors God is that they are loyal. Skip, skip on a couple verses to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. This is the common English Bible version of the, of, of the proverb we know so well. Because, because the mark of someone who honors God is that they are trusting. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first of all your crops. What, 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 what kind of character is this proverb talking about? It's talking about this, this under, underlying truth that, that a person who honors God prioritizes wealth. I love, I love verse 12. This is... <laughs> The Lord loves those he corrects, just like a father who treats his son with favor. Because, because a mark of character of a life that honors God is that they would be teachable. Because you can do nothing with someone who's not teachable. Verse 27 says, Don't withhold good from someone who deserves it when it is in your power to do so. As as I was preparing, I actually I actually went off on an entire tangent. I just I got really preachy in my head. I don't know if you're does anybody ever you ever anybody ever write entire sermons that you want to tell somebody? If I could give them a piece of my mind, right? If I could give high school graduates a piece of my mind right now. If, if I could give high schoolers, teenagers, right, just make it broad. Don't ever come to me with some nonsense about I don't have, I don't have the power to choose. I, I always get told what to do. Don't come to me with that kind of nonsense because that's a lie. The fancy $2 word they taught me years ago was this concept of agency. Every one of us has freedom and power to choose. And this right here says, use it. When it's in your power to do so, use it by not withholding good from someone who deserves it. Because because the mark of character of someone who honors God is that they are generous. And, And the next one, The next one could not be more applicable. This next proverb, written 2,500 years ago or more, probably passed on for generations before it was ever written down. It it couldn't be any more applicable to this day right now. It says, don't say to your neighbor, go and come back. I'll give it to you tomorrow when you have it. 
now. And, and here's the thing. We are surrounded. We ourselves are the people who are constantly bombarded with the temptation to put someone or something off and be unavailable as we stare at the thing in front of us. Of course, the thing that we stare at in front of us is rarely made out of paper and contains such good stuff. It's usually made out of what? Glass and plastic and hidden screws and technology that draws a $700 price tag and we scroll through it. The Bible says, the Bible says that we're to be available to other people. The, the, the Bible says that, that we're to be present with other people. And, and there's no greater temptation now than to be unavailable and not present because we have fallen in some technological black hole that has us doing I don't know what, but oftentimes staring at the lives of other people and somehow in a twisted way wishing we were them, right? No, 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 it says, it says, don't say to your neighbor, go and come back. I'll give it to you tomorrow when you have it now. Because the mark of character of a life that honors God is to be available to other people. Is to be present with other people. And, and then finally, and then finally, verse 31. Don't envy violent people or choose any of their ways. My own life in recent years has exposed to me the truth of this. When we hear the word violent, we, 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 think, we think of fists or of moves or, or of, of weapons. But, but, but the worst violence we wage on another person involves none of that. The worst violence that we, that, we, that, we, that we go after someone else with is the violence of our heart. It's bitterness, it's resentment, it's anger. It's failing to forgive. I mean, every person is guilty of this, but it says, don't let that way of life be the way that you're trying to pattern your life after. Don't envy violent people or choose any of their ways. Instead, instead of lashing out, I think, I think the character of a life that honors God is the character of steadiness and of peace. There is so much I wish I knew then. And even now, there is so much I do not know. But I'm convinced of this. That who matters as much as what? Let's pray.
Gracious God, give us the courage to pursue the questions that too few are asking. Lord, we are, we will be and are called on to deliver the what, to produce and execute and carry out. But we, we cannot get away from the truth of how the world has been made, and that is, that is the fruit. The fruit depends on the tree. So allow us Allow us the discipline and the courage to ask and focus and work on the who you are calling us to be. Grounded in the truth that we are your beloved. This is our prayer for the young people who have captured our hearts. And this is the prayer for our own lives as well. We pray it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.